Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 330 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff Ann. Sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? Zoa is going on. Coursing through the veins? Yes. The red, what is it? The fruit punch? Fruit punch, hella good. Oh, love it. Yeah, got some at Costco last Friday. Big fan. I love all the flavors in there, dude. The orange, the white peach, the punch. Rock makes a hell of an energy drink. Yes, those Zoas are money, dude. The white peach, the orange. I love all three of those flavors. Those are my three favorite flavors out of the Zoa drinks, and they put them all into a pack at Costco. Yeah, super good. They're the smaller, like the Red Bull size cans. So it's not like a huge amount. So it's great, dude. I'm loving the Zoas. Uh, aside from that, I had a great time at Lodo Icon this past Sunday. Got to meet Ember Moon, and you got to meet Orange Cassidy. So, a lot of fun. Got some cool stuff. Uh, got to hang out with Cody and Landon for a little while. That was cool. So, yeah, good show, dude. I had a lot of fun. I was really eyeballing that uh, that Batman and Robin from the Dark Knight Returns comics. 200 bucks was a little bit steep, but I'm kind of keeping my eye on it. Like on eBay, different websites... See if I can get a little bit cheaper, but I did come home with the Alexa Bliss Ultimate Edition, thanks to you. The Funko Miniature Batmobile with Batman and Robin, you got me that. That was awesome. So yeah, good toy show, dude. I had a blast at it. And uh, Ember and Orange Cassidy were cool, so good show. Yeah, Ember was hella cool, uh, but the best part was meeting Orange Cassidy and how he stayed in character. So before we got up to him, I kind of saw how he was with the fans. He was staying in character. Like this little kid walked up to him and he did the uh, kind of the wrist fist bump type thing that Orange Cassidy does. And he he actually looked at the kid. He goes, hey, pound it. And he kind of <laughs> held up his wrist and they did the wrist fist bump, I guess you could kind of say. So I get up to him and I was all, what's up, man? He goes, hey. <laughs> I said, How's your day going? He goes, yeah, good. Just chilling. And so I uh, I go, what do you think of the figure? He goes, it's cool, I guess. <laughs> it was great. Totally a character. Totally a character the whole time. It was awesome. And so he signs it, and I was like, cool, thanks, man. And he goes, no problem. It's wet. And this is where I failed. My I failed my improv classes. I should have said that's what she said, and I didn't. And I almost said, don't worry, so is he. <laughs> but we did not say any of that. No. If you guys get to meet Orange Cassidy, do it. That was awesome. He stayed in character, as we just mentioned. It was great meeting him. Um, other people there, the Red Ranger from the original TV show was there. His Yeah, the original Power Ranger. His line was huge. And on top of that, a lot of people were getting this lightning collection red ranger mask signed. So on the mask, it has a black visor across the eyes. 
he was signing in gold and silver on that black visor and it looked fantastic just happened to see somebody walking by with it and it, it, it popped to me i was like oh you know not a power ranger fan but holy crap that is awesome yeah that's a good looking signature oh dude and he covered up the whole visor yeah yeah a lot of fun at the show dude we got to talk to ember for a little bit she yelled at me her and her handler both yelled at you like at the same time and i didn't know what was going on like because we i got the autograph i uh, got the and we both got the nxt figure signed you went with seafoam green paint yep. i went with um bright yellow yep which both look great and the only thing i had in that bag that i was carrying was the ember figure there was nothing else in there so she signs the figures and we're kind of chatting and I put the figure face up inside the bag. And like you said, her and the handler both start yelling at me. I'm like, oh, was I a bad boy? <laughs> Am I being yelled at? I like this. No, but she was like, it's wet. Like, don't put the signature. And I was like, but it's face up. It's okay. And she was like, no, it's wet. Don't put it in there. And you're like, dude, hand me the figure. <laughs> like you're talking me off a ledge. Like, come on, dude, just, just come down. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, I'll take it out. And I start fanning it. I'm like, geez, I just got screamed at. Oh, yeah, dude, we were concerned about that signature. Oh, yeah, you guys were very concerned. But it was okay. I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. Not my first rodeo. <laughs> no, it was not. But it was cool, though. They were looking out for you, though. That was the cool part. No, totally. And again, I hope she ends up somewhere. We kind of talked with Ember about this. I was like, man, they shouldn't have let you go. That was dirty. Like, I, I don't know what they were thinking. I, I, I know she's going to end up somewhere. She's going to be a huge star again. I just... Man, some of those releases that WWE did, she was one of the big question marks for me. Like, what are you guys thinking? Well, the cool thing is, is that they'll be at cons like this. Stockton Con, Lodi Con. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, look for a con near you. Get that ember signed. Yep. She kind of laughed because I guess that's your new thing, Jeff, is you ask them, what do you think of the figure? And the first thing she pointed out was wrong date on the package. Yeah, so she, that was the first thing she noticed. And I was all, all the collectors have noticed this as well, but she was kind of reiterating. She goes, I wasn't even with the company in 2013. Why is there a wrong date on the package? <laughs> and I was like, we were all wondering that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of strange. But yeah, she was really, really cool. Yeah. But we'll get into the rest of the show here in a second. If you want to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or What a Maneuver. Net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram, Fully Opposable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to Fully Opposable, WFP, at gmail.com. All right, Scott, is there anything else you got from the toy show? Well, I've got some stuff sitting in my cart over at BBTS. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet because I finally got around to watching the new Batman movie. And now I want the Bat Cycle and the movie Batman figure from McFarlane. Mm -hmm. So I've got those two in my cart and I've got cheaper options on the Batman Dark Knight figures. The ones from McFarlane, those two, two together are like 50 bucks compared to the 200 that are the Mafex version. So I'm just... It's kind of weighing it all out. It's just sitting in the cart, not doing anything. But dude, that Alexa Ultimate, I'm really happy we stopped at Target. They had some good stuff there. And that Alexa Ultimate, dude, like, don't quote me, but that could fall into the Hall of Fame next year. You picked up a couple of things for me on Friday night. So I definitely owed you because you came over Saturday, which, by the way, 
a phrase that Scott has coined now, which is quote unquote walking around burritos. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're walking around the street. Might as well be eating a burrito. That's actually a new phrase in our office, all because of you now. <laughs> Everybody loves it now. Everybody's like, I need a walking around burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I would have settled for a walking around slice or a walking around taco. Yes. You wanted the burrito, though, the California burrito. but Yes, I did, because we walked right by that taqueria. But you had picked up a couple of things and dropped them off on Saturday, and you're like, dude, just kind of get me back tomorrow at the toy show. I knew I was going to find something. And so we got to the toy show and I kept thinking, okay, I've got to get Scott paid back because a little personality quirk about me is I hate owing people money. That's just something like if somebody gets me something, I have to pay them back immediately or whatever it is. Like I have to PayPal them right away. Anyways. That's a good trait to have, dude. Thanks, dude. Anyways, off the topic. We go to the toy show and I kept looking for stuff that Scott wanted. Obviously, the Batman and Robin Mayfex, that was $200. That was a little bit pricey. I wouldn't have been able to do. However, I would have been able to get him a Batmobile. And then we wa- we left there and you only got the Batmobile. And was there anything else you got? Mm, no, it was the Batmobile and uh, the, let's see. God, did I get anything else? No, I don't think I did. It was just the Batmobile. It was the Funko one with like the little three and three quarter inch Batman and Robin that come with it. Right. From the 66 TV show. Awesome. Awesome set. Well, also, we also went up to a table and what was it? McFarland DC collectibles or something. They had Batman, Robin, Joker, Superman. And if you put them all together, you collected them all, you built a horse. Yeah, it's a build a figure horse. It's from the Batman Dark Knight comic. Yeah, exactly. That guy was a little bit pricey. Well, to go back a little bit, when I mentioned I had some stuff in my cart, the Batman and Robin that are, by the way, MOC, are the two he wanted to charge me $100 loose for. Yeah. I get them on BBTS MOC for 50 bucks. So yeah. just know your prices before you walk into a toy show because you could get fleeced. And to say the least, that's what kind of happened or was about to happen or... Yeah, glad I walked away from it. I wouldn't have paid 100 for those two figures anyway. There's no way. If I didn't pay 200 for the other, I wasn't paying 100 for that. Good looking figures though. Oh, great looking figures. But I wish I had scooped up that macho man ultimate when I saw him for 35. That was a hell of a deal. Yeah. So we walk in and uh, we knew where the autograph signings were. So we went to the main hall where everybody was at all the stars that they brought in. And we walk in and the first table you see straight ahead had a macho man ultimate for 35 bucks. And Scott's like, Oh, that's a good price. And I was like, dude, you should get it. And you're like, let's go find Ember moon. I'm like, okay. We go get Ember Moon's autograph. I go and buy an Orange Cassidy figure. We go and meet Orange Cassidy. We go back by the table that had the Macho Man Ultimate. Gone. It was gone within yeah. 35 minutes. Yeah, yeah, if that. Because you hadn't planned on actually getting the Orange Cassidy signature. Yeah, that's a whole different story. Uh, I didn't plan on it until I saw an Orange Cassidy figure at some dude's table for 30 bucks. Yep. If that was $35 or $40, I would have easily walked by it. But the fact that it was $30, yeah. And then Scott is the devil on my shoulder going, dude, you should totally get that. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> I'm like, come on. That's only $5, maybe a little bit more like 6 or $7 tops more than you would have paid at retail. That's not bad. And he's right here to sign it. I know. I know. So, oh, by the way, Orange Cassidy signed cool and OC on the uh, figure. 
Yeah, in the upper left of the window, he wrote, cool, period. And then he signed over the figure. Very, very cool experience. And a bright green paint pen, I should say. Yes. But, but yeah, they did have quite a few wrestling figure spots throughout, kind of scattered throughout the whole venue. They did. Yeah, they had a lot of wrestling figures. So I was actually impressed with all the wrestling figures, just didn't pick up any. I mean, there was like a George Steele LJN that, you know, that was about the only LJN that was in the whole place. Yeah, not much in the way of vintage, if that's what you were looking for. Yeah, a lot of elites, a lot of AEW figures, a lot of elites. Yeah, it was a lot more new stuff. Not really even a lot of Jax figures laying around. It was just a lot of Mattel, a lot of Jazzwares. Uh, that one guy had the ring set up with some loose elites that were in some really good shape. But unfortunately, he wanted 65 for that Fink. So I passed on him. It's a little bit too much. Yeah. But overall, good, good show. Um, it, the funny part was, is as we were walking around with Cody and Landon, all three of you guys started doing the heavy breathing as you guys got closer to Sideshow Collectibles <laughs> and Mafexes. And you guys were like, oh. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Yeah, and Cody's the only one that pulled the trigger. He got that Mickey Fantasia for his mom, which was really nice. That's a sick-looking figure. Oh, it really is. But yeah, that one booth specifically had a bunch of sideshows, a bunch of Mafex, and oh, man, it's so hard to walk away from those. It really, like that Batman and Robin, the Dark Knight Returns one, was just so awesome. And I've really been eyeballing it, but it's just a lot of money for a figure, dude, or even two figures. It's just a lot of coin. So at the show, it's $200. How much is it on BBTS? Uh, well, BBTS actually sold out of that one. Uh, I can get it on eBay for like 150 Okay. But still, like I start thinking of what else I can get for 150 bucks, And I'm like, man, that's a lot of walking around burritos I could eat. <laughs> Way to throw it back, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was hella funny on Saturday night. We were celebrating Mother's Day over here. And uh, Sky came out and him and I were going to go pick up the pizza. And we're passing the spot that has the California burritos that Scott loves. They're so good. And Scott goes, hey, dude, can we get some walking around burritos? I was like, dude, we're just going to go pick up the pizzas, man. You're like, oh, okay. (laughs) We did go to the vintage toy store, though. Yes, they had a bunch of masks. Yes. Yeah, they had a good selection of masks. Great selection of figures. If you're ever in the Alameda, California area, definitely swing by Toy Safari on Park Street. It is Park Street, right, Jeff? Yeah, it's Park Street. Okay, yeah. A lot of vintage toys in there. Mostly loose, but they have a great selection of carded figures too. But anything and everything that you might be looking for, they've got it there. And just really, really a cool spot. Kind of great to spend like a half an hour to an hour in there just looking around. And they have a lot of vintage stuff too, like old Star Wars, Kenner Star Wars, I should say. Yeah, ton of vintage. Yeah, Ma- we mentioned a mask. They have a whole glass case of just old figures sitting in, well, in this glass case. And it's just awesome. A lot of starting lineups. Some- yeah, a lot of Star Wars. If you're into Star Wars, old or new, anything in between, they've got it there. Yeah. Anyways, that was a good time on Sunday, dude. Yeah, great weekend. Oh, and then you got Alexa because I still owed you for the figures that you picked up for me on Friday night. So we go to Target and pick up the Alexa like right away. I was like, do you want it? I'll buy it for you. So that way we are good. And that way I can get this guilt off of me that I still owe you. (laughs) I told you it bugs me owing people money. Anyways, you're like, yes, I do want it. I'm like, all right, cool. This makes up for it. 
Yeah, that's only my... Let's see, I've got the Hogan, the Fiend, the other Hogan from WrestleMania 9, and then the Alexa. Oh, and I've got the Edge. So I've got five Ultimates now. Okay. When I was like, I'm going to try not to get too into these, but now I have five, and I've got the Mr. T and the new Hogan on order as well. Ah, gotcha. The, uh, so yeah, the, the ultimate collection grows. And you almost got the Macho Man. Almost. If I see him for 35 again, I'm not pausing this time. It's not really something I'm kicking myself about, and I don't have to have that specific Macho Man in the collection. I mean, I've got the defining moments of him from WrestleMania 3, which is cool. I still gripe that he didn't come with the icy belt, but I've got one I could put on him. But it's one of those that would look cool in the, the, the big steel cage ring where I'm going to display all my figures. So... If I see him again for 35, probably going to scoop him up. I won't let him sit there. Got it. Got it. So Stockton Con's right around the corner. Stockton. And I'm actually interested to see who they uh, are going to announce for wrestling. So they said they're going to announce names this week. <gasps> Ooh. But, I mean, we're only talking a couple more days left in the week. I'm guessing next week we'll know at least one or two wrestling names that are going to be there. So I'm excited to see who they got. Ooh, that's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Scott, we do have a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's go talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Okay, we're breaking character here. We're gonna go in a little bit of a different route. I did want to throw this into the news because of how cool it was. Lego just announced that on June 1st, Optimus Prime Lego set goes up for $169 with 19 points of articulation. Scott, you mentioned that your coworker was getting it? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to get at least one. He's tempted to get two so he can have Optimus as robot and Optimus as truck. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's pretty baller too when you think about it. Like that's almost a $200 toy. I was going to say, that's a lot of coin right there. Holy crap. Definitely. But I mean, you do have those hardcores out there that want to display them both ways. Uh, My only gripe about it, and I do love it, by the way, the head sculpt is very Lego-esque. I love the whole thing. It transforms too, which is incredible. No trailer. Trailer to a cartoon? No, no trailer for Optimus Prime. Oh, trailer. I was thinking of like a trailer, like for a movie or something. No, it looks fantastic. I love the look of it, but it, it is missing the trailer. So for like display purposes, because I am a G1, like old school Transformers fan, it's got to come with the gray trailer. It has to. Even if it doesn't really do anything aside from open up, it still should have the trailer with it. That'd be cool if it came with a trailer of Optimus dying in the movie. Oh, dude. <laughs> Too soon? We Too don't need soon. to talk about this. Too soon? Are we to go in there? <laughs> we uh, we actually had a good laugh about that today in the office because when you sent me that thing, I started talking to Grady, my coworker, about it. And we started talking about how they were they were like, let's just kill off the entire G1 pretty much and we'll roll out the new toys. And then they saw the devastation that it caused. And they were like, oh, crap. Change the G.I. Joe movie now. <laughs> Duke isn't dead, guys. <laughs> yeah, Duke's not dead. He's just in a coma. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, and Scott, you wanted to talk about DC page punchers from McFarlane. Yes. So McFarlane is releasing a set of four. It's Black Adam, Superman, Flash, and Batman. And the reason I wanted to mention it is because a couple weeks ago, maybe a week ago even, we started talking about those Jacks Uncovered figures where they did the WWF or WWE magazine cover. It was a just a picture of it. And then in the middle was a bubble with the figure 
from that cover. For example, a Hulk Hogan WWF magazine cover, and it had a bubble with a Hulk Hogan figure in it. They did Angle, they did Kane, they did the Hardys, they did Hogan. And we were talking about what a cool idea that was. Very innovative for the time, and we really appreciated that. Well, that's kind of what McFarlane is doing here with the Page Punchers, is he's got the set of four, each individually carded, and it's on like a plastic bubble, and inside it's got a comic book of that character, and then inside the bubble is the figure of that comic book. The Black Adam one looks really, really cool. Love the Batman, of course. I'm not going to buy them, but they're really not expensive. Even if you got the set of four, it's only going to run you like 50 bucks. I think each one right now on BBTS is $12. So it's not bad, but I thought that it... I saw the picture of the the work that McFarland did, and it just reminded me of the Uncovered series. So I wanted to bring it up that we were just talking about that like two weeks ago, maybe last week. And here comes McFarland with these DC figures. Not that he stole the idea by any stretch, but to take what Jax did back in, gosh, what was that, 0203? And here we are in 2022 with a very similar idea. I thought that was really cool. Now, are they full comics or are they just like covers to a comic? So it looks to me like it's an actual comic. And then in the on the bubble on the package, it's got the three and three quarter inch figure. Okay. Which McFarlane isn't known for that. He does them, but he's more known for the seven inch scale. But these are specifically his three and three quarter inch line. So because these are three and three quarters, you're probably out on this, right? Oh, I'm definitely out on this. Even though they're doing a Batman, that's my favorite comic book character, and the Black Adam looked really cool. These are an easy pass for me. I'm not going to be jumping into those. Again, just being super selective, but man, unlimited funds, I'm getting all four of those. They did look cool. We were talking about them. Actually, I was showing special guest Sean in the office today, and he was like, oh, those are pretty sweet. I don't know, dude. It's like with the price of toys going up, it's hard to justify getting three and three quarters. I, okay, I'd always joke around about that we're in the six inch dilemma, blah, 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 blah. But I want my collecting to go more with highly articulated figures. Yes. It, whether they're in six inch scale, seven inch scale, or I, I'm loving these superstars figures. So I want to get those. And I know those aren't highly articulated, but I want to get those. That's now part of my collecting. That's now part of my collecting budget, I should say. Yeah, totally understand you being more selective. So even though I still have a Baroness that's... Wait, isn't Baroness in three and three quarters riding Megatron? Yes. So even though I have that on pre-order with Hasbro Pulse and the Sky Striker, which was three and three quarters, right, Scott? Correct. Those were all purchased prior to me saying I've got to stop other toy lines. (laughs) And I also cut out three and three quarter inch. And prior to me saying... I need to cut out three and three quarters. So those are going to be the last bit of three and three quarters that I'm getting. And then I've got to cut it right there. There were actually rumors because people were seeing these figures like on a release sheet or something. And there were rumors going around that McFarlane was actually doing something along the lines of the superpowers figures. And people thought these, that's what I was reading anyway. People thought that these were to be the superpowers line kind of reincarnated all these years later, because I think those came out in like 84, if I'm not mistaken. So here we are almost 20 years later, people thought, or 20 years later, 40 years later, uh, <laughs> people thought that this was going to be the superhero or the superpowers line, but it ended up just being something completely different, which again, I thought was cool because as soon as I saw it, I'm like, 
man, that looks like the Uncovered series from Jax. That's awesome. So I just wanted to bring that up. I thought it was cool that we just talked about Uncovered and here comes something from McFarlane that's, you know, it's not a dead ringer at all, but definitely draws that inspiration. And also uh, special guest Sean brought something up. He said starting lineups could be in all box. Yeah. Now, granted, I think the whole Hasbro thing is starting in 2023 where everything's going to be all in box, like all in cardboard packaging. The starting lineups could be that as well. They could. And again, that's a game changer for me. That is definitely a game changer. I'm probably not going to be opening the starting lineups, but I do want to see the figure. Right. So that's where the, the cardboard back plastic bubble without that, that's a game changer for me. So man, I mean, unless it's like Aaron judge, Don Mattingly, Derek Jeter, like those guys, starting lineup might be a pass. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be a pass for you. It really depends on the packaging for me. Without that bubble to see the figure, it's that's an easy pass. Now, like grant- I said, unless it's Judge or somebody I really, really want, it's a pass. Now, granted, the starting lines are supposed to come out 9-22-22, according to that trailer that they sent out. Right. And the packaging is supposed to be all cardboard starting 2023. So we might get a few that might sneak out with the plastic. Yeah, hopefully. 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 Anyway, Sean brought that up. I thought that was a great call by him. So I just wanted to talk about that tonight. All right. All right. We promise we're a wrestling figure podcast. <laughs> Stop if that if you've heard us say that before. Super 7, Andre the Giant with the black strap. $55. Yeah. I ended up passing on the yellow trunks, Andre. But a black strap, Andre, in their ultimate scale? Ugh. That's going to be hard to pass up. I loved the sculpt on the yellow trunks, Andre. It was just 55 bucks for really an outfit that he wore at one WrestleMania. It was kind of hard to justify. But a black strap heel, Andre, in ultimate form? Yes, please. That's going to be a purchase when it comes out. Now, there are no pictures aside from it's a back shot of Andre. And you see the top of his shoulders and the back of his head with the head slightly turned. And it just said coming soon. So stay tuned to Super 7 because there is a black strap Andre on our way in ultimate form. I don't know if they're going to do a variant blue strap. But dude, either way, black strap is an easy purchase. At the toy show, there was a lot of Super 7. And every single time that I passed a booth and saw a Super 7, I was always tempted. Whether it was Thundercats, whether it was G.I. Joe, whether it was Disney. Power every- Rangers. Power- yeah, okay, maybe not Power Rangers. <laughs> but, by the way, did you notice they didn't have any Ghost Super 7? I did notice that, but it wasn't Super 7 specifically that was there. It was vendors that were selling Super 7 stuff. But yeah, it wasn't Super 7. Now, if Super 7 showed up and they didn't have any ghost stuff, that would be weird. Right. Every time we kept passing booze and I'm seeing Super 7, I'm like guilty. I'm like, oh, dude, I want these. Like the Thundercats look great. You know, everything that they're putting out right now is just home runs. Ren and Stimpy, Animaniacs. Dude, I want it all. But Even their old He-Man line was amazing. Oh, the He-Man stuff was fantastic, but it's $55. Well, 55 list price. I don't know what the vendors there were charging. Uh, Well, I think Cody got the Fantasia Mickey for, I think he got that for 45. Oh, that's not bad. That's what you would have paid for it like when it first came out because they've gone up $10 
I think over the course of the last year, but I think that Fantasia Mickey was an older one. So it would have been $45 list price when it came out. So he did good on that one. Yeah. So Super 7's killing me because of the stuff they're putting out. But at the same time, man, I that price tag. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'd probably have a lot more of those baseball figures if they weren't $18. The three and three quarters? Yes. Now, granted, I don't know what it costs them to produce. You know, I'm not knocking what they have to charge for their figures. Just it's out of my budget. Right. So I know I said... We don't talk bobbleheads on here, but Foco did it to us again this week. Again. Last week was Junkyard Dog. Yes. This week it's Mean Gene Okerlund. It's Mean Gene in a WWE, WWF style ring. And he's got the microphone. Again, us being huge Mean Gene fans and that hitting our nostalgia, I wanted to bring this up. I think there's 720 available. Go on to Foco.com and look for that Mean Gene bobblehead. The only thing that would make this cooler is if there was a voice button on it and it said F it. Okay, I'll let that slide. Thank you. All right. Or put that cigarette out. <laughs> that would be fantastic too. No, great bobblehead, dude. Great bobblehead. Do you think that Foco is seeing what Mattel is seeing and golden era figures just sell like crazy? Oh, easily. And that's why they're just pumping these things out. Golden era bobblehead. Got Junkyard Dog. You got Hogan's, you've got Mean Gene now. I, I'm wondering if they're seeing what Mattel is seeing. And that's why every showing from Mattel is almost like 60 to 70% legends. Can't wait for that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat one. Oh yeah, exactly. And then they did the Heart Foundation too. Let's not forget that. Absolutely. Oh, side note, side note. There is no Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I was just kind of saying, it's kind of a wish list thing. Not yet, but dude, they come out with Ricky from WrestleMania 3 inside of a ring cart. You're talking my language. <laughs> All right, that rounds out the news with other stuff and, of course, a little bit of wrestling in there. Scott, we got WWE Elite Series 54. What do you say we jump into it? Oh, yeah, let's talk wrestling figures. We're going back in time for nostalgia. Before we get into WWE Elite Series 54, we want you guys to head on over to Wrestling Figure Database, where they've got an all-new layout going on over there. But for this section, we want you guys to go over, go to the WWE section, go to the main Elite Line section, and look for 51 to 100. And the figures are all laid out right there. What we want you guys to do is look for WWE Elite Series 54. Look for these six figures. Again, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. All right, Scott, what's on the list for WWE Elite Series 54? Yes, sir. WWE Mattel Elite Series 54 consisted of Bray Wyatt. He was in his black shirt, black pants, came with a lantern and a black Polly Pocket style vest accessory. Next up, Charlotte, and she was in her WrestleMania 32 look, came with a blue soft goods robe. Next up, the Usos, and I love when they do tag teams in a series. You had Jimmy and Jay. They were both in white pants, red shoes. Jay came with a red neckerchief. Ne neckerchief? Either way. Red accessory that was either a bandana or a neckerchief. Not like what uh, the dude in Scooby-Doo wore. Fred. Oh, I was thinking it was that. No, it was not that. All right, my bad. 
Also a white vest. Jimmy had same white pants, red shoes. Came with a red tank top and a white shirt accessory. Next up, John Cena was in khaki jorts and black shoes that had neon yellow bottoms. Came with a blue never give up hat and a blue respect soft goods shirt. Last but certainly not least, really good looking figure of Rich Swan. Black and green gear. Came with a white Polly Pocket style jacket and the purple cruiserweight title. And Jeff, that rounds out Elite Series 54. All right, Scott. Which one of these do I have signed? Hmm. Man. I'm trying to think if you've met Charlotte after Reno. Because I know at Reno... Did you get her basic signed in Reno? I did. You did. Okay. I don't think you've met Charlotte since then. So I'm going to go just Rich Swan. You are right about Rich Swan, but I have the Charlotte Elite signed thanks to Soder Hunter. Ah, you had so to get a signature for you. Got it. Was it an access? Uh, he actually had an extra one, and he said, "I'm sending it on over to you." Oh, that's awesome! That's how nice a soda. It was really cool of soda to do that. So, I've got the Charlotte autograph, and I've got Rich Swan. Rich Swan's auto was done at All Pro Wrestling. Okay. Where I talked to him about the N64. <laughs> that's a good conversation. Well, he had an N64 sitting right there. I was like, dude, that's random. You got an N64 sitting right there. And he, we started talking about, of course, the the Fabulous Four wrestling games, you know? Yes, yes. What, does he just hook it up in his room, wherever he's at, and just play? Basically. That's awesome. I know. Well, at least that, Well, at least at that time he was doing that. I don't know what he's doing now, you know. But Nice. That's hella cool. Favorite figure out of the series? <sighs> Man. I like the Charlotte, but honestly, I think my favorite out of all of them is Rich Swan. The Charlotte? Oh, really? Rich Swan? I think the Rich Swan is Rich Swan is my favorite, yeah. I like the jacket. I just wish it... And I, I remember him wearing this jacket, but I just wish it wasn't white. I wish it was different colors or something. Well, I just love the pop of it. It's a white jacket. It's a purple belt. He's got black and green gear on. I think it's a cool looking figure. The sculpt is really good. The Charlotte was easy to find everywhere. Remember this was yes. this was peg warm and everywhere? Yes. Oh, we forgot to mention these had the Rob Schamberger artwork on them. This is where the package changed to the white and black and red packaging. Yes. That had the full black where you would uh, stick the figure on the peg. But every figure, depending on which one you bought, had a Rob Schamberger artwork piece included with it. And when you got all six figures, it built a, uh, like a custom uh, display of Reb, Rob Schamberger's artwork. That's right. It was a square It was a square box, unlike the previous one where it kind of had an indentation if you're looking at the box on the left-hand side. Right. I'm actually looking at them right now, so. Yeah, but you're right. It had more of a square look to it. And you were right. They did go to the Rob Schamberger paintings at this time. Yeah. We've got some eBay listings for you. Let's start off with Bray Wyatt with the Lancer and the Polly Pocket vest. This one was weird. So the official last sold eBay listing was on April 27th for $129.99 on a buy it now. Dude. But when you looked around to the figures that previously sold before that, it was around the $24 to $29 mark. So I'm not sure. And this one didn't have an autograph or anything. So I'm not exactly sure why this one was priced so high what they got it for. That's a huge price discrepancy, like $100. Dude, seriously, I have wow. no idea where that came from. 
Wow. Okay. I, that is really strange. I know. There's a glitch in the matrix on that one. I guess so. Charlotte from a WrestleMania 32 look with the blue cloth robe last sold eBay listing was May 4th for $19.99, which was on a buy it now, but it was originally $24.99. Someone knocked it down 20%. Jay Uso, red handkerchief, neckerchief? Neckerchief, bandana? Eh, whatever. White vest last sold eBay listing now was with Jimmy. Jay didn't have any solo figures carded. So the last sold that was carded was with Jimmy. And that sold listing was on April 18th for $125, which was on a buy it now. Damn. 60 some odd dollars per figure? Right. Wow. Now, Jay Uso sold loose minus the coat on April 14th for $35, which I found really interesting. Wow. People really want the Uso figures. Dude, they're hot right now. Jimmy Uso with the red tank top, white cutoff shirt. Last sold eBay listing April 25th for $47.33 on 11 bids. John Chenna, blue never give up hat and blue merch shirt. Last sold eBay listing April 29th for $40. And last but certainly not least, Rich Swan white jacket cruiserweight title. Last sold eBay listing March 19th for $39.99 on a buy it now. It's a good figure. I think that's a good price. 40 bucks. I'm actually shocked how expensive these figures were going for because Usos we found everywhere. Charlotte we found everywhere. Yeah. Uh, same with Bray. I mean, the, the series yeah. was easy to find. It was funny too because I think around this time we were complaining about distribution issues, but I remember this being plentiful. Yeah. Yeah. It was like once you started seeing them, they were everywhere and a lot of them too. So, Scott, that rounds out. WWE Elite Series 54. It's time to go speak to the listeners. They need to talk to us. We need to talk to them. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners. So regarding Chad Ecto Young's question last week, are rings playsets? We did get a few responses. Some to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Also, we got this one from Wrestling Figure Database. Hey, Jeff, wrestling rings, if they come boxed separately, are 100% playsets. I actually categorize wrestling rings and playsets together on the site for this reason on WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Rings that come with an item like the Toy Biz or Grudge Matches, I do not consider part of the wrestling rings and playsets section. So it's, it's all one is what Dylan says. Okay, got it. This next one comes in from Alex. Alex says, rings are absolutely playsets. Never once have I considered them to be an accessory. Rings do come with accessories, but are a playset. And that's it. <laughs> agree. Totally agree. Yeah. So like the Hasbro ring, it came with the flag and came with a belt. Those are accessories to the ring, but he considers it a playset. Yes, because you're playing with your figures inside of it, and by definition, at least for me, if you're playing with your figures inside of something, that becomes a playset. Absolutely. So I think the general consensus is that it is a playset. And dude, just a side note on Chad, it's so cool to see, because I have him on my Facebook, we're buddies on there, and it's so cool to see his pictures, because he was at the 80s con last weekend with all the wrestlers. You can just see the joy in his face 
when he's at these things and he's meeting buddies, he's getting pictures, he's getting signatures, he's buying merch. Like it is just a wrestling fan living their best life, living in the moment, just having the best time. I love seeing those kinds of pictures because we've all been in that situation where you're just, you're having the time of your life and you love to see it. So great to see those pictures from Chad last weekend. Similar to what we were doing last Sunday. Oh, totally. Yeah. So any and all pictures you can post of your wrestling conventions, just throw them everywhere, man. Cause people love seeing them. I, I can't get enough of it. You just see people having a blast at these things, especially cause we were basically down for the better part of two years. So it's just great to see people back out there enjoying themselves. Absolutely. So Chad, there's a follow up to the, your question. Thanks Chad. All right, Scott time for some hot Justin Summers action. Let's get into it. <laughs> Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my bi-weekly question. On episode 330, and I'm the man from the 330. So first off, let me get to last week's question. Playset or accessory? For some reason, I want to say accessory. And it's mainly because... There's really nothing much to the ring, and it feels more like an accessory than it is a playset. Like, when I think playsets, I'll think of, like, two of the main properties. Actually, I'll go go three of the main properties that I was a huge fan of growing up. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, and Power Rangers. And when I think of their playsets, I think of, you know, the sewer for the Ninja Turtles, the firehouse for the Ghostbusters, and the command center for... Power Rangers. And I feel like with all of those playsets, there was some functionality of the piece. Like it wasn't just there. Like granted, the functionality for the ring is to be a ring. But, you know, with the the firehouse, you know, I remember they had a spinning fire pole platform, basically. I didn't have the sewer, but I have a feeling it did something. And then with the command center, there was, you know, stuff with that too. Didn't have that either, but I'd seen it a time or two. But I think it goes with what you guys said last week. There really is no right or wrong answer because in a way it feels like it's too much to be an accessory. And then for me, it doesn't feel like it's enough to be a playset. So I can see both sides of the argument. But for me, I feel more comfortable calling it an accessory than I do a playset. And real quick, I'll get to my question for this week. I don't remember if I've asked this before. I might have. If I have, I forgot. But What's a property that you wish had either more figures or just flat out actual figures? The main one that I think of is Tommy Boy. Is that something that deserves figures? I don't know. Probably not. But it seems like we're we're at an age where almost everything has figures. I mean, the only thing for Tommy Boy that there is out there, like besides like, I think there's some bobbleheads, but like Funko Pops, like that's it. I don't know. Could it be a Super 7, NECA? I don't. I don't know. Or maybe it's just if we had actual figures of Chris Farley. Maybe that's kind of more what I'm leaning towards. Like, imagine this. Let's say it's a NECA set or NECA series, and it's SNL characters. I mean, there's a lot to choose from in their history. So I think that would be fun. And I would get my Chris Farley figures. Like, they'd have to do Matt Foley, Lunch Lady from Adam Sandler performing Lunch Lady Land, and one that... Maybe they would have to go the Mattel route of like it is, but it isn't, or they could work 
with the outside party on this one, but Bill Sorsky's super fans. That's one of my favorites. It's actually a reason why I'm also a Chicago Bears fan. All right, that will do it for me. I'll take my answer off the air. But before I go, Scott, one week from today, one week from right now, to be recording this podcast, eating Mexican pizza. Are you pumped for it? Because I know I am. And I've never had it before. So next time you guys hear from me, that's going to be changed. And also, I'll throw this out real quick. I'm not complaining, but why do you guys have to put me after ring skirts? Like, his question game is so freaking cool. Like, I love it. I feel like coming out of that, it's like, all right, thanks, Nate. That was a great question. We were really thinking about that one. All right, I'm up. here's Justin. All kidding aside, because obviously I, I, I don't care. Nate, your questions rule. I love them. Okay, that will do it for me. Take care, guys. Well, Justin, if you want to ask some questions too, we're we're fair game to that, man. We're all about these trivia questions. Yeah, it seems we're getting one a month from uh, Nate now. Well, it's that damn dog show. <laughs> yes, and Chinese New Year's interfering with things. He's focused on our Instagram. He's very dead set. He's honed in. Honed in. That's a good word. Honed in on our Instagram. Honed in. Yes. When it's very, very energy consuming to ask such good questions. So I think that's why we're only getting one a month from Nate. Justin, if you want to ask Mexican pizza questions, like what's the vegetable that's on the top or the fruit that's on top of the (laughs) Mexican? Is it a fruit? Is it a vegetable? (laughs) Uh, excellent question this week first thing i thought of when you said what property should have figures first thing that came in my head jackass yeah i agree with you knoxville wee man chris pontius all those guys steve-o need figures and please do not put chris pontius in party boy outfit (laughs) what breakaway pants dude (laughs) <laughs> could you imagine it if he had a button on his back and his you know okay okay i'll stop right there <laughs> it does hip thrusting <laughs> or it comes with a boom box that goes i was thinking of that property needing figures the other one i was thinking of and i know they did this back in the day and i know their figure sat on pegs but snl i think snl could do some figures nowadays i saw the funkos sold pretty well i know people may in different uh sections of the u.s may differ on my opinion on here but i i thought their funkos sold pretty well i thought the david s pumpkins sold well um oh god what was the character he would talk like this he'd have his hands over his mouth and he'd always on the weekend update oh bill Hader played him Yes, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know the character's name. I haven't watched SNL, honestly, since like the Sandler uh, era. Stefan. Stefan. That was his character's name. Okay. Stefan's Funko sold pretty well, so I wouldn't mind seeing some SNL figures. Now, granted, will they sell well? Who knows? We don't know. But I would love to see figures like those. Those are the first properties that came to my mind. What about you, Scott? Well, first off, let's address the Mexican pizza. I was telling you earlier, somebody on Facebook put up a thing. It was like a wedding invitation, like a save the date. And it had Mexican pizzas all over it. And it's like, you're cordially invited May 19th. Mexican pizza's coming back. And I was like, yes, please. I can't wait. Super excited. Justin, you're going to love it. Some people say it's overrated. I disagree with those people, Mr. Cassatt. Oh, by the way, we were on the Trapdoor to Hell podcast with Travis Gunderson. 
And Travis said it was overrated. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> what does it feel like to be that wrong? I just I I've never experienced it, so Oh dude, it sucks. Yeah, it must. Oh no, it happens to me all the time. I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> I get called out on it all the time too. So <laughs> like, dude, you're wrong again. Yeah, so it does suck. I get, I get it. I feel their pain. So yes, one more week. I cannot wait. We'll be eating them live during recording. Uh, but to answer Justin's question, one of the first ones I came up with, and I know that they've made figures here and there of them, but Pulp Fiction. Oh. I think they made a large-scale Jules, which was the character that Samuel L. Jackson played. But And I think they might have made like little, almost like Lego sets of them. But there haven't been, at least to the best of my knowledge, we haven't had actual figures from Pulp Fiction. I believe we've had Kill Bill ones, but I don't recall any. There are even Reservoir Dogs, but I don't recall any from Pulp Fiction. That was like a run of figures from that movie. Because you could have, obviously, John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson, Bruce Willis. You could have the Gimp. <laughs> Many names to choose from in that movie. So that would be my choice. Another one, if I could throw one more. Superbad. Great movie. I would love to have Superbad figures. So would you want Jonah Hill's character to come with the notebook full of penises? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would have to, right? Like, how could you have that figure and not have that with it? I can't stop drawing penises. I can't stop drawing them. <laughs> But yeah, you got to have McLovin with the little driver's license. Got to have the cops. Like there are just so many figures you could make from that. Jules, of course. It would just, it would be amazing. You could even make a cop car where you could put the two cops in. Like that would just be great. I would love that. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yes. Who yeah, you, you would put the red stain on uh, Jonah Hill's pants too. Yes, that would also <laughs> happen if that was your question. No, that wasn't my question, but that's a great touch. Who do you want to make the Pulp Fiction figures? Mm, I'm thinking NECA. Okay. Yeah. NECA for Pulp Fiction and... Oh, man. Who for Superbad? Oh, man. I don't even know. McFarlane. Okay. Or NECA for both. Okay. NECA, McFarlane, they all make great figures. So, yes. Take your pick. Okay. Next question. So I figure let's release the first two. Because for Back to the Future, they were normally doing two figures at a time. Okay. So let's say they do Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. What is what is their accessories? Obviously handguns. Okay. I'm thinking the Uzi that John Travolta's character had should probably go with the Bruce Willis character. Okay. And then obviously Uma Thurman. You got to do that character. Oh, well, yes, you have to. But I'm talking about the first two. Let's just say they release Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta. What is their accessories? You said handguns and Uzi. Anything else? Not an Uzi. Uh, John Travolta would come with his little bag for drugs. Okay. And Samuel L. Jackson, aside from the handgun, would come with the wallet that says bad mother effer on it. (laughs) Nice. I like that. Yes. And then series two would be Bruce Willis with the Uzi that he shot John Travolta's character with. Spoiler. I'm sorry if you haven't seen the movie. And Uma Thurman would be obviously in her uh, wardrobe that she wore when she went out on the date with John Travolta. Okay. And a special release figure that would only be available at Target would be Christopher Walken's character. And he would come with the watch. I thought you were going to say the gimp. 
Um, well, no, I think series three would be uh, Ving Rhames' character and the Gimp. Okay. Okay. Yes. That would be my my kind of like dream booking. And obviously Uma Thurman's character also would have a hole, a very small, tiny hole in the chest where her accessory of a adrenaline or a, an adrenaline plunger would go into. I like what you're doing there. So I fantasy booked the Pulp Fiction line of figures. Thank you. See, the tough thing is, is like, would I purchase these? Like, oh yeah, easily purchase for me. So that's kind of hard for me because like, I've been talking about Super 7 on this show. Like, I want all the Animaniac figures. I want both <clears throat> Ren and Stimpy. But at $55 a piece, oh, yeah. it's so hard to choke down. That's one of those things like, I just said I want Jackass figures, you know, hoping that Mattel or Hasbro would put them out, which I don't foresee happening. But Actually, I could see Jackass being a great property for Super 7 to pick up to make the entire cast and crew in three and three quarter inch reaction style. Uh, see, now, damn it. I just said I was out on reaction style figures. and Well, you're not going to make ultimates of every cast member on Jackass. That's just insane. But you Why could not? do the entire cast in three. $55 a pop and maybe you do what, two at a time? That would take forever to get. You probably lose the license before you'd get done making all those. Mm, that does happen. Yeah, it it does happen. But I would stick with the reaction style, and then you put like little accessories with each guy. What would you put with Knoxville? Ooh, uh, a bull. <laughs> it would be a two pack. I would I would say a taser. Oh, that's a good one. We love fantasy booking lines that we know that aren't going to be coming anytime soon. Oh, for sure. And we love Jackass. So please give us figures. Justin, never compare yourself to the great Nate. You know, you we love you over here, man. If you want to send in a trivia to us, we're all game for it. Please. Yeah, we love that. Yes, absolutely. Last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott. JT here back with that bi-weekly question. This is a follow-up to the idea of Scott Hall and Nash Ultimate Edition figure two-pack that I mentioned in my previous submission talking about my favorite Scott Hall figure. If Mattel wanted to take it a step further and throw in an arena with the Ultimate Edition Nash and Hall elites, what arena would you like to see them come with the figures? I'm going to have to go with the Bash at the Beach arena from the year when Hogan turned heel. Mattel needs to do a Mattel creation playset of that night. It's one that a lot of us remember. It's the night that changed wrestling forever, and it gave birth to the NWO. Aside from that, Bash at the Beach is tied with Halloween Havoc for WCW Arena's entrances I'd like to see get made in playset form. Josh Thompson. Uh... You know what? If they were to do an ultimate, I would like to see the NWO ring. Remember when they were doing NWO sold out? The sold out, yeah. That pay-per-view was, what, 97? Around February of 97, I think? Somewhere around there, yeah. Oh, so it would be a very NWO-specific playset you're talking about. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. I can't disagree with with JT at all. Honestly, like, the moment he mentioned is so iconic. And I've always said that there have been three instances of wrestling of lightning in a bottle. And you had Hulkamania, you had the birth of the NWO, and you had Austin 316. And that moment when the NWO was formed, and I'm talking Hall, Nash, and Hogan, that was Bash at the Beach. Such an iconic moment in wrestling and really sparked a revolution, right? That started the Attitude Era in the WWE. It started WCW's takeover of the wrestling world, really. So if you're going to make a play set with Scott Hall, with Kevin Nash as Ultimate Editions... I, I think you would have to go bash at the beach. 
You'd have to. And then obviously your your goal would be a Hogan in his Hulkamania outfit that he wore when he turned on everybody. I think just given how iconic that moment was, that pay-per-view was, you've got to go bash at the beach. I've got to agree with Scott on the three that he mentioned as the iconic moments. Shockmaster was an iconic moment. So was the gobbledygooker. <laughs> okay, these were, dude. These were iconic okay. moments in wrestling. What, what am I missing? What is so funny? What did I miss? Oh, that's what? great, dude. Okay, you need one more. So you've got gobbledygooker coming out of an egg. You've got Shockmaster tripping over a board. And just for Chad, Sid promos. Boom. There's your three. <laughs> Those were iconic moments in wrestling history. I agree with you, Scott. <laughs> Hulkamania, the NWO, and Austin 316 have nothing on those three moments that you mentioned, Jeff. Well done. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, by the way, thank you, JT, for your weekly question. But what I am going to announce in a couple of weeks, we are going to have our Hall of Fame. Every May, we do a Hall of Fame. We induct our figures. We do Headliner. Tag teams, underrated figures, female, Hall of Shame, and a listener that is going on right now as we record. Let's check the uh, latest recordings or the uh, latest pulse numbers on that, Scott. So let's check. As of right now, it is Mr. Perfect Red Card at 36%, Lawler Kaufman 2-pack, Jack's Classic 2-pack, 28%. Smash Elite Legends at 19 and the Rock Ultimate at 17%. So you guys will find out the winner next week. But what I'm interested in, and I'm going to just kind of throw this out to you guys. If you guys were to do a Hall of Fame, who would you guys have in? It's just a little fan participation. Like, let's say you guys are doing together a Hall of Fame. Who would you guys throw in? Same categories? Same categories. Okay. I'm interested to see. Me too. That's why I asked the question. Okay. Good job. That's why you're the host, Jeff. So what I want to do is I'm going to go over this really, really quick. The 2018 Hall of Fame, Hulk Hogan was the headliner. Uh, Which Hulk Hogan, dude? Uh, LJN. Sorry. (laughs) That's like... (laughs) (laughs) The headliner was John Cena. Uh, The female was Miss Elizabeth LJN. Now, at the time, we were doing Macho Madness. Macho Madness. Macho Madness, where we did a tournament... And the winner would be inducted to a Hall of Fame. Well, the first year was Macho Man, Defining Moments. Underrated was Smash Hasbro. Uh, the Macho Man Defining Moments would have been his WrestleMania 7, by the way. Thank you. The tag team was LOD Jack's Classic. And the Hall of Shame was Rick Rude. 2019. Rick Rude LJN. Rick Rude LJN. Yes, thank you. I got to start clarifying which figures these are. 2019. Headliner. Ultimate Warrior Defining Moment from WrestleMania 7. Female was Nia Jax. I believe that was Elite 64 or 63. Ah, it was one of those where it came with the extra heads and we loved the figure. Yes. Underrated was Bam Bam Bigelow LJN. Tag team was British Bulldogs. <clears throat> the Hall of Shame was Doom Galoob. <laughs> and the Macho Madness winner was Macho Hasbro. Series one, by the way. Series one. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying on these. And the British Bulldogs was LJN. 2020 Hall of Fame. Headliner was Bret Hart, Series 8 red card. I don't know how he got in. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's weird. It's almost like one of the the hosts. Maybe that's their favorite figure? I don't know. Yes. 
Uh, possibly. Female was Marlena with the Gold Dust and Marlena 2-pack from Jax. Too Tough, I think that was. I believe you're correct. Uh, we haven't done the Marcho Madness in quite a while. It actually got really difficult to do. So this is the first year that the listener got their listener wing. And somehow Scott got his wish and Slim Jim Macho Man went in. <laughs> yeah, somehow. <laughs> Had nothing to do with how great the figure is. Best figure of all time. Looks great in the package. Wow. <laughs> how dare you, sir? I think that was the seventh best figure Anyways, keep it up. Underrated was the Jack's classic three pack of Honky Tonk Man, Greg Valentine, and Jimmy Hart. And the tag team was Galoob, Fabulous Freebirds. And then last year, headliner, Harley Race. The Unicorn. Yes. The Elite Flashback. The listener wing was Jake Roberts, Hasbro. The female was Io Shirai, still a great figure. I'm looking at it right now. That figure's awesome. Underrated. Nord the Barbarian from Remco. The tag team was Nasty Boys from Hasbro. And last, Hall of Shame was Rio. And I forgot to mention the Hall of Shame in 2020 was OSFTM's Vibrating Figures. (laughs) Yeah, we threw that in there. (laughs) We have no explanation for that. So we already have everything already set out for all of those categories we got set out for this year. And with that, that rounds out the show. We want you guys to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, you can get the card and loose prices of LGN's, Gloobs, Hasbro's, Just Toys, Bendums, Defining Moments, and Retros. If you guys want to get the three-month average on eBay of how much those figures are going for, head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com. Also, I'm going to throw it over to Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, of course, always kicking it off. And also, I want to throw it over to, you know, it's fake right because... Not this past week, but the week before, Breaker had on Steve Hoker. And I got to say, it was fantastic. I love Steve. Such a great dude. Just so genuine. One of the best in the Fig Life community. Also, on top of that, that episode was so good. Just the back and forth between those two, I loved it. So go check out You Know It's Fake right with Steve Hoker. Also, check out the TB Toycast. We're going to be on there soon, Scott. Yes, we are. We are going to be discussing... Spo- uh, uh, am I supposed to don't spoil it? Or? Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. All right. All right. I'll give you a hint. The figures that we're talking about have already been talked about on the show that tonight. That's a good hint. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go Mask, G.I. Joe, He-Man, Transformers, Wrestling Figures, Disney Toys, Super 7. So I'm throwing every toy line out there so people are like, I still don't know. So you're throwing them off the scent. I see what you're doing. Yeah. You like what I'm doing there? Yeah, I do. Covering your tracks. I like it. Thanks, man. Also, check out the Trapdoor to Hell podcast on YouTube with our buddy Travis. And I want to throw it over to the PPW podcast where he had Nate ring skirts on last week. Oh, very nice. They were discussing a show that uh, Monday Night Raw taping, I should say, that Nate went to back in 1994 1993, I apologize. That only had about 200 people in the crowd. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So that was a thing. (laughs) They were hurting that year, apparently. I guess so. So go check that out over at the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. You want to check out the Chick Foley Show with Marco, Seth, and Sheena. Also, Justin, thank you for sending in your question this week. 
go listen to Justin over at Wrestling Cheers, where he talks about AIW wrestling. Also, check out RJ over at Ringside Rant and his side project, Reffing It Up with Brian Hebner. It's a big show right there. Marty and Rucker are doing boots of the face, and Tim's pulling up a chair with the Fig Life community. And Scott, what you got for drunk wrestling history? Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk, the show that dropped this past Friday. <laughs> I kind of alluded to it a week or two ago. Is the WrestleMania of wrestlers who have passed away. So we fantasy booked a card strictly with wrestlers who have passed away. Adam, Eddie, and myself each booked a card. Had a lot of fun doing it. Definitely check it out. Pretty much wherever you get your podcasts at, you can find Drunk Wrestling History because we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. So did anybody put on Ultimate Warrior and Rick Rude again? No. No, I don't remember if Warrior made any... Oh, yeah, Warrior made my card in a squash. A squash match? Yes. Is this like a Wrestle... It's a WrestleMania card? Yes, but like you have to have a squash match in there. Kind of like Bundy and SD Jones or Kane and Chavo Guerrero. I had Ultimate Warrior versus Renegade in a, in a lopsided one squash match. I'm just going to move on from that. Also, okay. check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Renegade <laughs> also, didn't win. I, I'm ignoring you right now. Also, check out tr- Ryan Buds on Trivia Buds. Speaking of Ryan Buds, he was on You Know It's Fake, right, with Brian Breaker this past week as well. So go check that out. Scott, roll call. Yes, going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. Give him a follow on his social media accounts at the Art of Jason Wolf. Get in touch with him. Commission some artwork. Check out his custom figures. He does amazing work. You will not be disappointed. Jason Wolf is the man. And of course, gonna throw it out to Bane and OutsidersBeardCo.com. Got a great selection of beard products over there. OutsidersBeardCo.com. Oils, waxes. Keep your beard looking and smelling fresh because Jeff. You don't want your beard hairs smelling like your butt hairs. Butt hairs. Butt hairs. Butt hairs. (laughs) (laughs) Outsidersbeardco.com. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. All right, Scott. Next week, speaking of butt hairs, they're not going to be smelling good, dude. (laughs) Well, I mean, during recording, they probably will be. Oh, no. That stuff runs right through me. Do you know how long it's been since I've eaten, like, not even fast food, but, like, Taco Bell in general? Oh, this is going to be fantastic. Oh, dude, this room is going to be as stinky as it was tonight. <laughs> There's no low-fat version or keto-friendly version of the Mexican pizza. So there's no sidestepping that greasy beef, greasy cheese, <laughs> greasy beef. Like, the grease mess that is going to be that Mexican pizza all up in your face. Oh. I wonder how many breaks we're going to have to take. Like, okay, hold on, dude. I know we're in the middle of a segment, but I've got to go use the bathroom right now. Love me some greasy beef. <laughs> just leave the screams of pain coming from the bathroom in the recording that will be the opener to the show <laughs> that'll be the cold we'll open. give them the full taco bell experience <laughs> by the way did you see the oil painting that somebody did of taco bell it was beautiful i want it in my home i knew you would i knew you would that person whoever did it needs to sell that oh absolutely yeah i'll put a bin on that thing they oil painted baja blast that's gorgeous I know, I know. All right. Next week, Mexican pizzas down the gullet. Yes, sir. And many a bathroom break for you, apparently. I guess so, dude. Or we could just do it like Cartman did in the World of Warcraft episode. Celeste, bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's a healthy boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude. 
<laughs> oh man. Uh, no Amber Heard stuff on this show. Let's go. What? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did we go there? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Why not? There is no wall anymore, apparently. <laughs> there is no wall. There's no line we won't cross. <laughs> so for episode 330, anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig life since 2016. And happy toy hunting. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to episode 330. Hashtag Big Life. Adios. Fully uh, yeah. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.